I got a fucking. I went to uh, get a haircut yesterday, and uh, I. Uh, I'm not. I'm not gonna do the meme. Yes, I was very tired. I am very tired today as well. <laughs> but I, I was very tired, uh, and I was like, you know what? I just sat back in the chair. I'm like, do whatever. I'm just gonna kind of like doze off, uh, and that's what I did. And then I kind of came to, and I realized that this motherfucker. Uh, by the way, I went in. It was uh, my favorite barber's there, and he has his son there, or some younger relative. I don't fucking know. And he was like, "Oh, but he's good. He's good. Let him cut it." This. Time. I was like, "All right, whatever. Oh, yeah, boy. let the kid fucking cut my hair." <laughs> so the kid comes and cuts my hair, and he does a very good job. Huh. But this dude's been watching too much TikTok or something because the way he cut my hair was he kept the top too long and shortened the sides a bit too much. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And like, I can't, I can't describe it exactly, but he like doubled up on the layers on my so hair. The- so fade it's exactly is even more intense, but uh, but your hair on top no, no, no. does it like did he leave a lot of bangs? No, he left t- too much on top, and it's not that he knew that because the guy was like the doctor doesn't like the fade. I was like yes, exactly, <laughs> the doctor doesn't like the fade, so no fade. Uh, but he didn't give me a fade, but he still like did it, so it was still too much hair on the top, and he put this fucking curling shit in my hair. Yes. So now I have the the the, yes. the straight up not not bussing fucking yes. hair on top, and I had to I had to go into work this. <laughs> That's <laughs> one of these fucking cheese. One of these fucking people. <laughs> what Akeem oh, is trying to say is that he looks like me now. Basically, <laughs> basically. I don't know. Which honestly is a comp- It's it's mm-hmm. like as if your yeah. hair cutters like watch the show or something. Because last yeah. time you went to a barber, they made you look like me. Now they make you look like JT. <laughs> the next time they're gonna make you look like JT's uh, three-month-year-old daughter. Yes, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, just uh, uh, nice wisps of hair. Exactly. Uh, and just yeah, <laughs> you know, like uh, lightly pigmented. I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> but anyways, so that was that was now was number one. Number two, I happened to see a fucking transformer, uh, a transformer in disguise today, um, and uh, I, I was working. <laughs> I'll clarify. Did the guy turn was, into uh, a car? Yeah. No, but yeah, basically, car turned into a guy. <laughs> All right, hold on. So we have this uh, this man who was coming for something else in the hospital, but in the waiting room area, he basically like became unresponsive, and some oh. hysterical person came, and then they grabbed me and pulled me out of the where I was, and like, oh, I don't know what's happening. So I was like, all right, let me take a look at him. Whatever. Anyway, so I was like, all right, he needs to come to the emergency ward. So we took him there, and this was a man who otherwise is usually in a wheelchair or is, has limited mobility, and this is. A very uh, rotund gentleman, very uh, much heavier set, older man as well. Um, as he's slowly coming to, uh, we take him in some, like we take him in uh, as an emergency. Uh, and uh, because he's so heavy, I'm not trying to, you know, he's very heavy, and it's very hard to get him on the bed, right? Yeah. Um, and at first we were trying to lift and I throw my fucking back no. <laughs> and then one of these nurses afterwards comes in with this thing I've never seen before it's like a little car and then it opens up into like a thing with a hook and it has like kind of like an pa- upside down parachute and you shift the person onto this and it will like magically le- levitate them into the air right completely ever- effortlessly fucking transformer right? now I get yeah, the reference yeah yeah, and I'm like, where where the fuck was this when the guy came in? You saw the guy. You saw this dude is, is like 300 kills. Again, no offense she to the man. You wanted to watch you struggle. <laughs> but you wanted to see me nearly kill myself. By the way, my leg almost gave way. If if there wasn't three other people helping me lift this dude and he fell onto me, I wouldn't be here. <laughs> oh, oh fuck. It sounds but, like uh, one of those things that's used to lift engines out of cars, like a little joist yeah. thingy. It does actually, it, it kind of looked like that too, but I think huh. it's 
it has a nicer finish for people. I have no idea. Oh, the cool. The homie uh, lifter. All right, nice. <laughs> the homie lifter. <laughs> oh, Beautiful. Very roundabout. No, sorry, very roundabout long story. Thank but, God you, uh, ne- you didn't break your leg or something because imagine having a lifelong limp and having to explain to everyone, oh, sir, why, why, are, why do you have a limp? Ah, oh, a fat guy. <laughs> mm. Well, speaking of uh, snapping your shit up, I started working out again, and it's been a Ooh, while nice. this time mm-hmm. since, uh, since last time I tried to stay healthy, but um, with the baby, it's been a lot. So I started working out mm-hmm. again, and I did uh, deadlifts two days ago and my brothers i am i am walking slowly and and like bending over very gingerly um for our, for our dear listeners uh, if you don't know proper deadlift form is to grab it closer to one end than the other scream jerk upright very quickly and twist your back at the same time so, uh, that, that's my professional well, advice exactly right hey nothing wrong with it <laughs> just please be careful don't hurt yourself no no i'm very careful i'm getting uh, to the age where i'm like man i feel a new twinge i'm like oh is this one permanent hmm yeah mm. i had so, uh, i had like a weird pain in my uh bottom right abdomen for like a straight week and after day two, three, I was like, "Jesus Christ, is this the fucking liver, bro?" Uh, or, <laughs> yeah. or it could be the app, um, app, ap, ap, what, what the fucking uh, appendix? Because I eat a lot of sunflower seeds or whatever. Uh, but uh, then I touched my rib a bit, and then I remembered that uh, I, I got a bit rough with some friends uh, at a party. I don't know, doing stupid man cave stuff, and he kind of <laughs> hit my rib a bit more. So it was my rib that was that was in pain, not necessarily the organs underneath. It. Uh, or maybe just the organs underneath it are very quiet and polite oh, about yeah. it. But now at, at one po- at one at one point, I don't think we're there yet. But at one point in life, everybody that's like over thirty five keeps telling me that you. Every single guy lives with at least one or two acute pains that they are hoping <laughs> will go away eventually. Yeah. You know, uh. and depending on how embarrassing it is, it uh, uh, they might go to the doctor and actually explain it away. But for example, if they have like an itchy butthole for like three months straight, they're like, I I I would rather have an itchy butthole than go and show my butthole to someone else to me a typical guy <laughs> thing yeah, yeah there you go uh, there you go and then the the doctor goes on the podcast and talks about how big my balls are so like if, <laughs> <laughs> if, if anything uh, this too- podcast will dissuade people from going to the doctors like forever I'm kidding no. <laughs> everything is kept anonymously obviously but uh, it's wild I'm not I still am not I, are you guys in that phase where like your back hurts randomly it does for me but maybe like two three days a month max and i always understand why it was the case i drove with an open window in the car or i uh, worked from the sofa or something stupid like that but uh, not more than that but i already see some of my friends complaining about how you know oh the leg hurts oh i'm getting cramps oh my god this or that is that the case with you guys uh i've got like well, I've had it for quite a number of years now, but just like scapula pain in my right shoulder area. But that's just because I have weak shoulders and it's something that I can kind of work on um, in the gym. But of course, lifting stuff also makes it flare up. So it's there's a no-win situation there for me, unfortunately. Shit. But no no like old person back pain, thankfully. Likewise. Uh, I get, uh, I used to have, even when I was fairly young, I used to get a lot of back pain because of stupid shit. Uh, but then... Uh, 
ever since I started taking better care of myself, it's yeah. weird to say as a young, young age person, young age, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, you know what I mean. Um, yeah, no, no more uh, pains. Nah, I only have, I have weird like migraine bullshit uh, and headache bullshit mm-hmm. that I've had forever, but that's about it. Well, you heard it here first, folks. You gotta you gotta take care of yourself to the best of your ability, uh, and it, it pains me to admit it, but doing healthy things like exercise does indeed improve uh, mm. your physical health and your mental health. So sorry. Exactly. <laughs> Speaking of which, JT, what did you have for lunch today? Exactly, what was that? Barbecue chicken? What? <laughs> a buffalo chicken pizza. Thank you very much. Exactly. There you go. <laughs> but it was a small one. It was a personal one. And no. yeah, okay, yeah, small personal for America. That you could feel a uh, you could feel a village in Peru. With... <laughs> <laughs> Hello everyone and welcome back to the fifth installment of arguably the most original online politics show out there, Send Nudes. I mean, uh, News. Today we have death, war, right-wingers, virtue signaling <laughs> liberals, and, of course, the French. Uh, oh lord. Uh, what's, what's different? <laughs> it's the worst thing you said on that list. Right? <laughs> uh, starting off, death. Much better oh. than the French. Today, at 12 a.m. local time, China's former chairman, Xiang Zemin, passed away at 96. State broadcaster CCTV lauded his role after the 1989 protests in and around Beijing, called Tiananmen Square protests by the West. Continuing the quote, During the serious political turmoil in China in the spring and summer of 1989, Comrade Zemin supported and implemented the correct decision of the party Central Committee to oppose unrest, defend the socialist state power, and safeguard the fundamental interests of the people. The event sparked a bitter power struggle at the top of the Communist Party between what the CNN calls hardline reactionaries, literally they use hardline reactionaries, referring uh, referring to anti-reformists and reformists. Huh. It led to Xiang uh, to being elevated to high office. He was chosen as a compromise leader, according to them, in the hope he would unify hardliners and more liberal elements. Under his stewardship, a formidable economy was forged. The Communists tightened their grip on power, and China took its place at the top table of all world powers. He oversaw the peaceful handover of Hong Kong in 97 and China's entry into the World Trade Organization in 2001. In his later years, he withdrew from government and was rarely seen in public, but even as he became less conspicuous, online he became an unlikely subject of viral internet meme celebrity status. Many Chinese affectionately caricatured his signature large spectacles and likened his appearance to a toad. Young fans called themselves <laughs> toad worshippers. You see how in the West mm-hmm. there's uh, we have obviously the toad, but uh, very connected to, to right-wing shit. The Chinese have, have a toad, but connected to a comrade and not, uh, not in a negative way, but kind of in an appreciative little Gen Z approach, I guess. Every Western article, honestly, that I read on, late, uh, on the late chairman's death showed me how they're salivating at the idea of further Chinese destabilization. Tiananmen protests came after the death of a party chief, and now the protests over COVID policies are making the BBC and CNN leak precum at the thought of mass national mm-hmm. upheaval. A classic, I guess. 
So what do you guys think about Chairman Zemin? And do you think he left this world seeing a China he gladly gave his life for or not? I would I would say so. Um, I don't think you could be a Chinese politician, uh, especially of that era of, you know, like that first generation and looking at China and how it is right now. You can't just look back just in, in sheer pride over mm. what you achieved as a, you know, of course, there's, you know, stumble across the way and then there's some drawbacks and mistakes, et cetera, et cetera, as with any attempt. But uh, the sheer, like the amazing things that they've achieved is, is uh, insane. The most important things, of course, I think I would say from the inside, I guess not as uh, us looking from the outside, but within China, I would say it would probably be the peaceful handover of uh, Hong Kong, which basically is returning it. That's like basically somebody overseeing the peaceful handover of Palestine. Mm. In like, like that's an insane achievement to us. It's not that because oh, you know, but uh, Hong Kong has been a colony for as long as you know, longer than living memory at this point. Um, before it was uh, handed over, that's number one. Number two, uh, entry of um, China into the World Trade Organization, which was I think the final step to breaking the isolationism post Sino Soviet split. Um, and then finally, the the uh, very the relatively peaceful um, ways of dealing with the first uh, you know 1986 protests, and then afterwards the 89 uh, student protests, uh, which we should probably do a dedicated episode on at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, um, overall, I think a decent legacy to have left over. And I love, by the way, um, in the BBC, they quote uh, one of these opportunist, uh, opportunistic uh, douche dissidents uh, from the TMS st- uh, Square uh, era. And he's like, oh, he's he wants to look open-minded, but in fact, he's always been a uh, like uh, political conservative. He wants to bring back China's economy towards a planned economy. Uh, and he's saying <laughs> this like as if this is a bad thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, pretty basic. Overall, pretty based. Yeah, but I think, I mean, you've all brought up important points, but I think the most important thing to remember is that he was a goofy little guy, and he liked to wear (laughs) funny hats, and he liked to float in the ocean, and there are beautiful pictures of him doing both things. So um, to raise a glass to to Comrade Jang, uh, Mm -hmm. long long life, good legacy, goofy guy. Mm -hmm. What more could you ask for? No, I was just going to say one more thing is that the fact that he was incredibly competent, not only politician, but also um, uh, as a human being, he's very well-rounded. He mm. spoke like seven languages fluently and all yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he Apparently, one, one uh, uh, speech he gave in Chile uh, in the early 2000s, uh, he lands and then he gives a 40-minute speech in Spanish and people didn't know he ever spoke That's Spanish, so cool. which is pretty much of a vibe. I don't yeah. think I could, I no. can't just go <laughs> land in the Congo and be like, oh yeah, you know, Swahili. <laughs> but yeah, sorry, go on. No, one of my favorite videos of him is him just going off at uh, a journalist that later in life actually became a Trump supporter, ironically, mm, but back then was a Chinese dissident journalist or whatever. And he literally talks to her in like three, four languages And as politely as possible, but also as passionately as possible, uh, tells her that while you have the ability to pose these questions and you have the ability to uh, introduce uh, new schools of thought to your audiences as a journalist, most of the questions that you pose to us, your leadership, et cetera, et cetera, we have already processed and already thought about a thousand million times. And the naivety from which you come might originally this naivety be a uh, uh, becoming from a good place, but it eventually leads to a, a very, very dark road, kind of showing the, 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 the wisdom 
of uh, free speech good, but uh, as Mao once said, uh, free speech only when you know what you say, brah. Um, mm-hmm. uh, to, to my Very opinion, much. somebody who was, um, you know, Americans say uh, make lemonade out of lemon, this guy made mm-hmm. uh, lemonade out of uh, a fucking crumbling international <laughs> world order. And <laughs> it was a pretty, pretty decent lemonade as compared to what could have come out of, out of that situation. Uh, and arguably we could like right now be sitting and talking about a country that doesn't even exist if it wasn't for mm. particular leaders of that time who managed to to hold uh, hold it all together. So yeah, rip. All right, in some domestic news, you've probably heard a little bit about this over the course of the year. There's been a, a big rail strike going on uh, where union rail workers have been demanding um, time off, better wages, better conditions, you know, the usual things that one would expect in any civilized country. Um, But of course, they don't have that. So this has been going on for about a year. And it kind of died down a little bit uh, when there was a a tentative agreement reached with some of the unions. Um, But that agreement has been turned down by two of the three largest rail unions in the country. Um, And now it's threatening to do some serious damage to the economy, which has got uh, all the pundits and uh, political commentators in mm. quite a quite a tizzy, including mm. President Joe Biden, supposedly mm-hmm. the most pro labor president since ah, FDR. Oh yes. Of so, course, obviously. Yeah. Mm. So how about that? So when push comes to shove, he's not actually going to stand up for uh, the oh, people wow, he claimed, claims to care mm. about. Um, oh boy, who would have seen? Who would have thought? Who, who could have possibly coming? correctly <laughs> the, the identified him? The turn of the century. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh man. But um, oh, Pelosi has also been on the floor today, I think, um, saying that it's quote outrageous that workers don't have paid sick leave. <laughs> While I also, wish it was course, literally on the floor, but all right. <laughs> <laughs> while also saying that the uh, the consequences of a shutdown would be catastrophic mm. to the economy. So that's pretty much the Democratic mm. Party in a nutshell. They're saying they'll pay lip service to all these labor movements or whatever is the current thing and yet do nothing. It's empty symbols, mm. uh, empty gestures versus actual change. Um, and Biden has been pushing to get Congress to side with the rail bosses over the union leaders, over the issue of um, paid sick days. All they're asking for is, you know, some time off. That's not unreasonable, Mm -hmm. especially in in the the industry that they're in. It's very dangerous. It's very critical to the economy. They have tremendous power here to shut down the economy. And so it would not seem unreasonable for Biden to give them a few days off. But what Mm -hmm. he has suggested is one single day and that is that's the best as <laughs> the best the most yeah, pro labor president offer. can offer. Um, you've got a few people like like Bernie and and some Republicans flanking them, uh, flanking Biden to the left and offering seven days. But f- you know, frankly, the the rail um, the union workers should shut down the economy. They have tremendous power. Yeah, yeah. They need to use it. I was going to say two things. The first, w- first of which is, uh, imagine if they do actually decide to shut down the railroads yeah. and cause like some massive economic downturn in the U.S. and then revolution. That would be a vibe. They would beat the <laughs> yeah, shit out of them. Like they would break their, fu- they yeah. would find their mothers and they would beat the shit out of them. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. no, no. It would, the organizations aren't in place. Yeah, they're going to be absolutely destroyed. You yeah. don't think it's right? But, but correct. That, it, but eventually, the railways mm, and we've yes, got like yeah. six. We got like six ports. Port workers, yeah. look at you guys. 
You know, this is such a... Yeah, I'm not even going to get, get into it, but my God, again, the, the, the incompetence of the American left at some point. I mean, yeah. it's not incompetence. It's been directly engineered like this after over 100 years of red terror. It makes sense, but yeah, still. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, uh, for one of the videos I'm working on currently, I was I want to do some research into like the subsidies that the American government yeah. gives and the leases and all the... All the basic... Or basically, all the fucking uh, conveniences it gives to big business, right? And if you look at ports or exporters or railroads or logging companies and the amount of shit that the american government federal government just yeah. gives off for free or for dirt cheap i'm did you know that in the u.s some of the uh, laws and limitations around this stuff is still from 19 fucking 20 based <laughs> on 1920 wages and whatnot so the amount of tax that they have to pay is fucking ridiculous it's yeah. nothing it's fucking nothing oh my god it's yeah yeah, yeah. you know what can you do <laughs> We're number one. Yeah, boy, USA, USA. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I love this one quote from CBS News uh, where they're actually quoting a pretty cool dude, conductor Gabe Christensen, who is chairman of the Railroad Workers uh, United Coalition. He said the, to kind of uh, reiterate what JT previously said, the most labor-friendly president in history has proven that he and the Democratic Party are not the friends of labor they have touted themselves to be. Mm. Said Christensen, whose group encouraged workers to reject these deals, continuing the quote, these wolves in sheep's clothing have for decades been in bed with corporate America and have allowed them to Mm. continue chipping away at the American middle class and organized labor. Very close to great class consciousness there. And I understand, uh-huh. okay, middle class. Maybe he's yeah, yeah. selling it, uh, upselling it mm. to to potential viewers and readers of the article. But uh, mm-hmm. not that there, there has always been and there will always be great potential for both a classical labor movement, but even a proper socialist movement inside of the United States. But as Hakim said, you guys, while at the same time having the, the material reality on the ground and having the just the financial possibility and the infrastructural possibility uh, to establish a very, very healthy version of socialism, you're also the most in a disadvantaged when it comes to just uh, common class consciousness and common understanding of just Mm. how uh, tight the bootsteps on your, uh, Mm. I almost said small necks, but let's be honest, Americans are not necessarily (laughs) known for small necks uh, or necks in general. Oh my God, I'm sorry. I had to, I had to. I I basically have no neck, okay? So I can say. Um, But yeah, mass support to... uh, to the rail unions and rail workers, mm-hmm. and if there's any way we could uh, support it from, uh, you know, oceans away, please somebody tell us, and we would uh, we would love to. I think I speak in all of our names. Oh yeah, hundred percent. In other news, um, there has been some oh fucking CCPP is gonna collapse any minute. Surely this time, okay. yeah. Yeah, exactly. As they sit behind a full wall of Funko Pops. Um, so, <laughs> but yeah, uh, so uh, apparently there have been some protests in China, uh, of which, by the way, hilariously, it's like in like five or six cities or something. And it's very highly manicured, like groups mm. of 20 people with the blank signs. And, you know, uh, they've been like made fun of to death on the Chinese side of the Internet. Um, so there's not some ooh, mass movement, blah, blah, blah. There's two protests going on right now. There's the artificial manicured, you know, like 20, 20 people who are most likely paid and supported by very specific 
uh, international wing against uh, China. These people were protesting like 50 meters away from the, uh, the American consulate in Shanghai, and they had very, you know, like the usual, oh, wave an f- American flag around and have an American and, and a sign in English. These types um, clear. Um, uh, CIA is getting really lazy with this color revolution <laughs> types. And then you have the other side, which are actual protests that have been happening, which is the majority of the, the protesting that's going on in China, which is against uh, COVID lockdowns because uh, COVID is still kind of taken very seriously in China. Um, and some, and the, the, the lockdown laws are somewhat draconian. I understand why they have it because they have such a large country yeah, and, uh, and, uh, and such a huge population, right? Uh, so it can spread like wildfire if they allow it I mean, to. Even with, uh, these, also, sorry, even with these quote draconian policies, they just opened up one of the cities that has 7,000 mm. infected during the one day. Mm. Like it's not yeah. like it's like completely COVID free and they want to lock you in your fucking house. Mm. It's important just yeah. to note that. Sorry. Please continue. Mm. Even though, for example, no, no, me exactly personally, right. I wouldn't agree with as intense, but I, I'm not a fucking COVID-fighting scientist, okay? <laughs> so who gives a fuck of what I think or, or those motherfuckers? Mm. Sorry, please continue. No, it's probably fine. So that was on one side. And then on the other side, there was also a bunch of, for example, uh, some people who died in some factory as a result of some accident, which has been an earlier protest that isn't really the relevant issue being protested currently. Uh, but something that that's, if you actually keep up with the news, not fucking, you know, BBC, uh, New York Times bullshit, but actual uh, reliable news on these sort of things, you see a very quick pattern of whenever there is some sort of um, uh, grievance of uh, particular part of China or some population, um, the government's very quick to respond and respond positively, mm-hmm. uh, just like the Cuban government, which is very interesting. Uh, so almost immediately, um, there was, uh, for example, for, um, concerning the COVID uh, lockdown protest, almost immediately, uh, different local governments uh, and, and governorships, uh, regional, etc., uh, responded by loosening certain restrictions, uh, giving certain exceptions, etc., etc. So basically, um, uh, not what's the word in English? Coalescing, not coalescing, not compromising, compromising, yeah, compromising. Thank you, compromising. I'm fucking stupid. Yeah, compromising with the with the. uh, protests, uh, protesters, which is very neat. Uh, as for the other people with English signs and the, all that kind of stuff, they have been fucking dragged through the dirt online as well as um, through uh, uh, in, in real life. Uh, you see, for example, like there's several videos of, of on the Chinese side of the internet. You see of like five of these people who are oh apparently you protesters for freedom and they're surrounded by two hundred like onlookers and they're all like hurling profanities at them and being like oh uh, my favorite joke is by the way is like um because uh, one of the protests were in uh, it was in Guangzhou or however you pronounce it mm-hmm. I, I apologize uh, and the the people replied like we Cantonese are very generous if you need more if you need money then we can give it to you implying that they've been paid to for these protests <laughs> as like oh if yeah. you're that if you're that on such you know down in your luck then we'll give you some more money so you don't have to do this <laughs> and Oof. people and, and, and one of the big memes is also that had the blank pieces of paper that they uh, protest with um, and uh, on the Chinese side of the internet people have been editing and write, writing like oh uh they paid the other people like a, I don't know, like a hundred bucks, but I only got fifty. What the hell? <laughs> like that kind of equivalent, <laughs> yeah. making making fun of them, right? Um, and of course, by the way, and none of this nuance is, is available on the the lamestream media, which is a term I heard the other day <laughs> from, from watching some far right conservative, which I found funny. Um, but uh, yeah, the, 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 none of this is uh, reported. They're just like, oh no, no, they're calling for Xi to step down. Uh, which is always funny. Yeah, yeah. it's the no, type there's, of thing nothing... where, where no one here in the United States, you know, speaking as the resident Yank, no one here in the United States has any of the background. Like, they're, they're, 
they haven't cared about this stuff ever and these stories pop up and then immediately they're experts on it and they're just so mm. intent on on preaching whatever they're told mm. on CNN or Fox and it's it's very it's frustrating it's, it happens every time it happened with Cuba with the last wave of oh anti-government mm. protests when they were in reality just tiny little demonstrations that are even you know questionably legitimate it's it mm. happens every single time you'll see it mm. happen it's the attention yeah. economy people Wanna when they sit down and have their fucking little buds with their friends, they wanna appear like they're up to date with the news that yeah. they support this or that freedom movement. That they're engaged, cursing, quote unquote. Cursing. Yeah, and yeah. everybody's like, "Yeah, man, man, yeah, that's so fucked up, man." And then the other three guys yeah. pretend that they they read the same article that you did, and then mm. when they go and they sit with their other three friends that you don't hang out with because you listen mm. to different types of music or some shit, uh, they regurgitate what you just said, and it just goes on and goes on and goes on. Nobody. And then they call like, the cops on a homeless we, person. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We we <laughs> we make fun of like not make fun of, but it, it's cute. But we like, uh, how do I put this? Supportingly. Laugh at people that say, oh, you always need to read, you always need to read, even though us mm. running the show, we do, uh, but understand that, you know, mm. oh, working class people, they don't have enough time, blah, 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 blah. Uh, but in cases like this, it's genuine proof that in order to understand a more complicated situation, you might need to give it more than just a five-minute uh, TikTok video level of, uh, mm. of understanding yeah. of the particular situation. Um, yeah. it's, 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 it should be a common understanding that for most things, uh, you should uh, go through one or two sources or you should uh, mm. try to properly process it before opening your, uh, your mouth about it. Said as we're running mm. a podcast where we're literally commenting <laughs> on a bunch of news articles that we've read only once, but you get my fucking point. Lamar. I was going to just say one more bit, by the way, um, in case, because I know I we usually get this whenever any sort of these very clearly manicured protests happen, uh, and uh, a Marxist says, uh, hey, yeah, you know what, this is most likely supported by a certain, you know, arm of, of, of uh, Western interests, people are like, oh, yeah, no, you guys always, and we always turn out right. Yeah. Um, in this case, is also no different. Uh, there's some interesting research done by some of these um, on the Chinese side uh, who have basically just in- found these entire like Telegram channels being told what to say, where to show up, exactly what to Jesus. say, when to say it. Uh, like it's so incredibly, you know, uh, although also, by the way, there's some evidence that people are being paid to show up mm. to some of these things, uh, which, by the way, funnily enough, if you've ever been to a third world country and ever been to a protest, you'd be very, very familiar with the pattern of people being paid either oh, in yeah. like some food or something or in money, uh, small sums of money to uh, show up uh, for to protests yeah. so it's not this is not something outside of the realm of, of possibility uh, but yeah that, that's just a, a final addendum absolutely well, i've been offered money like these five times in my life to go mm. walk around be it random yeah. emails random sms's or like at a random bar a guy comes in with leaflets mm. it's, it's super fucking yeah. common Moving on, after two decades as leader of the Democrats in the House of Representatives, Nancy Pelosi announced on Thursday, November 17th, that she would not run for that role in the next term, which begins January 2023. Pelosi, the first and only woman to serve as speaker, uh, showing us that most definitely you do not need a dick in order to be corrupt uh, and a shill for the system, (laughs) and I quote, For me, the hour has come for a new generation to lead the Democratic Caucus 
caucus <laughs> that I so deeply respect. And I'm grateful that so many are ready and willing to shoulder this awesome responsibility. House mm-hmm. Democrats appear likely to choose New York representative, and I'm not fucking with you, Hakim who is 52 mm-hmm. to succeed Pelosi <laughs> as leader. So, uh, Hakim, how oh, did yes. you overthrow Nancy, the stock trader? <laughs> uh, tell us your secrets. Also, I think right. you wrote 52 years of age. They might have gotten <clears> your, <throat> your age wrong. But I'm sorry. You never know. I've, I've, been, uh, I've been lying to you boys, okay? So basically, you know when, you know when uh, Guevara had to go to Bolivia, so he changed his appearance and plucked every hair out of uh-huh. his head out, right? And got a fake passport. I basically went to Comrade Liz Truss, okay, whatever her name was, <laughs> yeah. uh, and I told her, "All right, you brought down the English economy. How can I bring it down the American?" <laughs> she just gave me a, like a crash course, uh, and now this is my first step: <laughs> destroying the system from the inside. Amazing. Oh man! But yes, uh, this is this is very exciting. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it, it, it means it means less than nothing, but like because she's still she's still going to be active in the House. Don't mm. get your hopes up or anything. But she's at least How not going to be the face of it for. She's eighty-two. She's eighty-two years she's old. She's eighty-two. Jesus yeah. Christ! Yeah, oh, I, I was expecting that her replacement to be like seventy-two or something when she was talking mm. about young people. I mean, fifty-two mm. is younger than I expected, if I'm being honest. But uh, yeah, In that I mean, world fifty-two is a fucking. Teenager, baby. bro. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But I love how they talk about, like, just, sorry, side note, but, oh, the Soviet leadership was ossified. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all these old boomers. I'm like, have you ever looked at the Senate? Have you looked <laughs> at the House of Representatives? <laughs> yeah. What are you on? My God. It's just the system nature of these political, like, yeah, there's things that can be changed to prevent this in the future. But, yeah, definitely not a good thing. But um, I mean, any any responsibility out of Nancy's hands, that's that's mm. a good thing. She's, she's well known for being incredibly corrupt, uh, for mm. participating in insider trading uh, to a great extent than most other politicians in this country so the sooner we we see her get out of politics mm. for good the better off we will be it was super interesting uh, reading like articles about her moving out of politics uh, after re- having read articles about uh, uh, the passing of the late chinese chairman uh, and mm. they try to do like real journalism when it comes to the chairman, where they're like introducing different opposing views. Where yeah, you know, yeah. uh, duh, duh. but when it comes to Pelosi, depending on if you go to uh, CNN or or uh, uh, Fox, it's a very clear cut. Other, this is a goddess that came down uh, from heaven mm. to give us. Uh, stock trading theft or uh, you know this is uh, the devil from the hell who came and uh, is a woman uh, so yeah uh, it, it's it's always fun to see to see journalistic double standards when it comes to how they see a western politician and how they see a a non-western politician that that, mm. that, that a Western politician, no matter how bad they are, they are people that uh, stand for certain ideals, people that uh, even they go over their mistakes and they, uh, you know, at the end of the day, do what is right, etc., etc. Well, in the rest of the world, everybody's a bit more complicated. Kind of uh, a weird version of... Uh, uh, self pity and self hatred to an extent, because it because it lets you think that that the Americans think about themselves that they're uh, much more black and white than uh, mm. arguably the rest of the world. But hey, it is what it is. A rip. <laughs> <laughs> a rip. Exactly. A rip. I mean, in, inshallah, soon it will be a rip at this point. Fucking me too. Anyways, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Go on, JT. <laughs> and some more depressing news. 
New York City is rounding up the mentally ill. Uh, mm. mayor, the mayor says we have a moral obligation to help them by forcing mm. them unwillingly into these facilities where they will inevitably be mistreated, as always happens in these situations like this. Everyone who works in mental health is saying this is a terrible, terrible idea because you can't, yep. I mean, anytime you just grab truckloads of people off the street and shove them without accountability into these facilities where there's no one to, you know, keep track of how they're treated, it's, this is a death sentence for a lot of these people. I mean, there's a reason these, these facilities are always kind of shown to be uh, hell holes in, in popular mm. media. It's because a lot of times there's a lot of abuse that goes on there because there's no accountability and we don't have the, the proper infrastructure to deal with um, mental health crises in this country. Mm-mm. No, exactly right. And it's, the issue isn't even that insidious. I think it's not only that. Oh, you know, it's these it's most of the, even if you mean well, there's usually not enough yeah, staff, yeah. not enough nurses, not enough doctors uh, to take care of these people. Right? Let alone the political incentive or, or motive uh, or motivation. Excuse me to do that. That's number one. Number two. This is such a clear. Um, uh, you know, like uh, stupid PR thing, like, oh, I'm going to clean up the streets. Yeah. You know, you walk to work and you see 30 homeless people, I'm going to clean up the streets. And yeah. uh, bad bid for re-election. This fucking garbage, right? Very fascist, I would say. I don't mm. like using the word, but you know what I mean? It's the same, yeah. like, oh, now the trains run on time. Like that, it's one of those, that you're not actually get, getting to the root problem yeah, it's why there's so many homeless people. It's a misapprehension yeah. of what the issue is. For liberals, it's mm. seeing the homeless people and not the, the systemic yeah. problems that systemic. cause homelessness. Yeah. <laughs> they don't want rich people to see weird people yeah. on the street, yeah. bro. It's, yeah. it's, yeah. it's that fucking simple. The only the only people that are ecstatic about this are obviously the self-denying libs and who else? Who else? Cops, baby. More yeah. motherfuckers to arrest, baby. Oh yeah. The, uh, in the, in the article, they say that cops will be properly trained, etc., etc. Mm. Yeah, man. Uh, cops are some of the, the uh, cops in the United States have New York cops have a bigger funding than my the whole country that I fucking live in, and yet they still fucking blow children's brains out. Yeah. No matter how much you fucking train them to treat uh, uh, a person with this or that disability uh, correctly, they will eventually be breaking their legs and putting them in their mm. car trunks uh-huh. uh, it's it's a very unfortunate turn of events for one of the world's fucking most populated cities on the planet uh, which indirectly obviously will just percentage wise have a shit ton of uh, mentally ill people uh, mm. it's so it, to, to bring a better the point that Hakim said like what hospitals are going to be able to fucking fulfill this yeah I don't know they're already slammed as it is yeah, yeah. I was just gonna say about the the, the NY uh, the, the New York Police Department budget is one third the entire GDP of Honduras. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's it is ten point eight billion fucking dollars. It's a police state. What the fuck do they need that much money for? I mean, we know why. Yeah, we know why. But by the way, I love I love uh, uh, some what's it called? Uh, uh, there is a article that is speaking about their budget, right? And and the next year's budget specifically, and how they're lamenting that they they have eighty three million dollars less. 
this oh, year in funding from 10 point <laughs> from 11.6 or something to 10.8 billion yeah. which oh my lord the, uh, yeah, what was you yeah, yeah. one less killdozer <laughs> for the congested streets of yeah. new york yeah, yeah <laughs> but like Im- imagine imagine <laughs> imagine if they put this money like fuck it okay you still want to have a police department fuck it all right sure but cut that budget in half at least and have five point something billion or whatever directly go into you know rehousing facilities and healthcare for all these people who are on the streets getting them help for people who may be on drug use or as uh, who uh, may have other sorts of substance abuse, etc. So actually, you know, targeting the core issues, employment programs, etc., etc. This no, is the thing. No, actually, no, sorry. No, let's uh, just give the police more money. Actually, I think that's a better yeah, exactly. idea. Exactly. Uh, new house doesn't make boom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I was gonna say um, because again, I'm outside the U.S. So I don't, I'm, I don't see this stuff daily. But the image that you have of homeless people in in like in countries where homelessness isn't very common mm-hmm. is usually oh this person's homeless by choice because uh, he mm-hmm. either could get a house on his own or uh, he has some extended family that would support him so usually it's people who are either very down on their luck or they have some sort of mental disorder and things like that still not a good thing but that's some a, a bit of the public perception in mm-hmm. places outside the US right but i've seen lots of footage of of homeless people um, from the U.S. I've never interacted with one because I've never been to the U.S. But a lot of these people seem like just regular everyday people who are yeah. down on their luck. Not to say that if somebody has a mental illness, they should be relegated to the... No, no, not at all. Absolutely not. But I, my point being is that this weird image, like, oh, they're mentally ill. They're this and that. And most of these people are just regular fucking people who have lost their homes because the banks have taken it all and the yeah. economic situation sucks. Yeah, the ideological way to self-explain to yourself why somebody could arrive in that situation if you uh, accept that it's uh, a part of the system for people to end up that way then you will feel what? You will feel bad about having succeeded and ignoring them when you're passing them on the street. So uh, let's just say they're fucking mad or that that they're junkies or that they're alcoholics or that they're, you know, ex-criminals and then when I walk past them and accidentally kick their little can uh, that has gathered seven bucks since the morning i can i cannot i can afford to not feel bad about myself it's it's mm. and i don't even blame people that think this way because that's a systematic conclusion that you have to get to in order for you to not go insane mm. of sadness every time you see a homeless person yeah it's it's yeah. depressing since 2008 it has been increasingly more and more quote unquote normal people I think the average American doesn't really recognize just how close they are to homelessness. You mm. are far closer to a homeless person than you are a billionaire. And it's it's only going to take a couple of bad months yeah. for most Americans to yeah. um before you really start to have Yeah, exactly. Before you really have to grapple with uh what the actual poverty looks like. Like for me, I, I we got our our medical bill, one of them mm. for EV's mm. hospital stay is $21,000. And like it, what what happens to most people Hold when on. you when you see a bill like that, huh? Like, I, I'm just I'm just checking. Yolo, <laughs> dude, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, and that's the reality of living in this country. It's like you you step out your front door and you're gonna get slapped with a multi thousand dollar bill. It's it's insane. It is unsustainable, and so many people suffer from this. And we wonder why there's there's so many intersecting crises in this country. I'm still in yep. fucking awe. I'm yeah. still in awe of the fucking number. I just I, I put it in the conversion right now. Just, <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ, dude! You could live like a king. 
What yeah. the hell? Yeah. Isn't that like, isn't that for like almost an entire year's salary for yeah. most Americans or like yeah. a good chunk of Americans? For a lot of Americans, yeah. And it's, Jesus. We have good insurance Danny. too. Like, I'm going to have, I'm yeah. going to call them and, and pitch a fit about it because that's insane. Like, yeah, what yeah, am yeah, I paying yeah. for if not for them to cover this shit? But it's uh, a really nice see. white BMW. Like, yeah. very nice. Um, OG jokes. Who remembers so, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> white bmw and some Mm. um what was the persian uh, perfume uh gucci guilty (laughs) (laughs) okay Uh, nice moving on so uh i have two small tidbits for you most of the rest because it's been kind of a slow news uh week so we're gonna or month i don't know how often we do these fucking things i forget now (laughs) but yeah um so there's a quick story the first one is by the way um nato has its current meeting going on in bucharest uh, and there's a, a fun little thing where they're discussing the, they're like, oh, um, since NATO will be expanding into uh, the Nordic, uh, into the Nordic, into Scandinavia, um, there's a possibility of the militarization of the Arctic. Um, so, yay, uh, let's have Hooray. fucking nuclear submarines ready <laughs> at the go of a button, the press of a button. Because, um, you know, that, that's uh, not... I, we'll... I, uh, the, you guys are stupid. This is good. Uh-huh. Because yeah. eventually we will melt the whole fucking thing. Yes, and then millions of people die. But we will find an ancient civilization uh-huh. underneath it and we will make such good fucking marvel movies about it true you guys just don't think don't think uh, (laughs) long term enough it's just the dolphins boys don't worry the dolphins will save us Um, i'm imagining like an animatronic polar bear out there and its head tilts back and it like goes up on its hind legs and it can launch a a warhead from there (laughs) (laughs) basically pretty much so yeah, but anyways, that's just there's like you know, old boomer fucking discussions, and that was just dropped as a matter of fact thing, which was fun. Yeah. Um, and uh, the the next tidbit, which I found funny because it got a full fucking article. Uh, it's an article titled "How Immigration Made French Football Better." Um, and the it's an it's a nice article. It just kind of talks about the hypocrisy of particularly France's internal politics in regard to their national team, which has been for the, at least the past twenty five years almost entirely uh, of a, you know, like the minority backgrounds. Um, but one thing that I love is uh, the uh, Le Pen, uh, the, the far-right party in, in, in France, uh, after the first win, uh, World Cup win of France in 1998, they came out and saying like, oh yeah, no, this this win doesn't count for France because there's too many blacks in the team. And they were foaming <laughs> in the mouth. And there's, you know, like speeches and slogans and, and uh, publications. I'm like, imagine if this was your, your problem. There's too many, uh, the, the people on my national football team are slightly too dark. It's not like, oh, unemployment. It's not women's rights or, or you know, children's rights. It's not fucking uh, care for the elderly. It's, there's, <laughs> this guy is too Villain in shades darker than I am. <laughs> so yeah, fuck me. It's so it's so fucking stupid. And by the of course the hypocrisy. It's like on one side, um, the like Macron will be like, oh, see, this represents the diversity uh, and inclusion of the French Republic. Meanwhile, they advocate for you know hijab bans and and yeah. all other sorts of criminalize uh, like criminalizing policies uh, on uh, people foreign backward backgrounds, etc., etc. Just very pathetic. There's actually, you know what, I'll also uh, just uh, name two more so I can be done with my segment. The second, the third uh, bit of news, which is interesting, is that uh, Canada has recently expanded its assisted suicide um, network or or, uh, uh, laws. I don't know if you've heard. And by the way, one of the specific things that they said is uh, for people without uh, foreseeable death in the near future, what that means is that you're not, we're not, you can be euthanized, but not because you're going to die sometime, just because... just because, right? Yeah. Uh, which I find very funny because if you look at the people who have been, um, <clears throat> who ha- have made it, who voiced their interest in this sort of thing, a lot of them are 
poor people who are down their luck. It's like mm-hmm. some guy who is, you know, oh, like I can't get a job and I have medical bills and other sorts of problems. I think if I were just to euthanize myself, it would be less of a burden for my family. <laughs> like, Late-stage late capitalism is a, is a, is, it surely is yikes. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what to tell you. And the final bit of information, because uh, I don't want to harp on that too much, is uh, Ukraine has asked for even more um, aid, of course, from NATO. And Biden, oh boy, does he write his checks. Uh, he can't <laughs> fucking string three words together in his native language, but he sure can fucking sign those checks. Because he, he, he's sending $53 million this week to Ukraine, um, which uh, is... is uh, I wonder how much again, it would cost to give those rail workers a day off a week. Hmm. I right 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 but Christ. oh no no what's what's going no 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 uh, Ukraine is more important than you know I'm not even gonna I'm yeah. not even gonna fucking get into it um, but yeah uh, JT just a question um, how much how much money did did the did the Texan Texas government get <laughs> from the federal government during the the, the blizzard you know uh, bullshit that happened mm, with you guys I, let me mm, see no. I, I think I think uh, it was uh, zero dollars <laughs> we yeah. were we were all left Fuck stranded uh. yeah exactly. Uh, by the way, also I watched a thing the other day. Sorry, I'm fucking rambling on, but just for the meme, I, I watched a video the other day, and they got like within a, a hair's width of the entire grid system yeah. collapsing. Oh yeah. Uh huh. I didn't. I didn't know it was that bad. I had no idea. I mean, imagine, Jesus Christ, what kind of fucking racket bullshit? <laughs> like, uh, what's it? Uh, you, you Americans, you have a saying for it when you like just jam shit to get. Um, oh, jury rigged. Uh, yeah, jerry rigged fucking. Yeah, yeah jerry rigged fucking <laughs> electricity <laughs> network. Do you have what the fuck? But yeah, anyway. So th- these are just my uh, my points. Uh, Daddy Biden is giving more money, um, and uh, you can kill yourself if capitalism gets too much. <laughs> apparently, then, not the not the old way. No, you can go to you can go. Um, you probably have to. You know what's interesting? You probably have to go sit in a chair. You have to pay a fee, and then yeah. you probably have to pay VAT. Ta- like you have to pay tax <laughs> on it. <laughs> Death just, tax. Uh, yeah, exactly. Death tax. That reminds me of when they. Mm. Uh, change the name of what the government charges you for uh, leaving your wealth to your child. Mm, mm-hmm. And yeah. it was an inheritance tax, but the Republicans wanted to spin it into the, the term death tax, and then it sounds mm. much worse because kind of the government is yeah. taxing you for being dead. Uh, mm. And the conservatives were obviously against this, but now they are, uh, the free market has found a solution and they're not gonna, the government doesn't have to help us die, but usually, you know, by sending us to wars, et cetera, et cetera. Now we can go to a private clinic and help ourselves die. Um, yeah, it's it's uh, obviously for people in great pain, people suffering, blah, blah, blah. Uh, yeah. This sort of solution can sometimes be, uh, be understandable, but uh, when you're offering it as if you're selling Kit Kats to motherfuckers, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, uh, in my eyes at least, I might be wrong, but in my eyes it becomes not only problematic, it becomes uh, uh, disgusting. I mean, I would be a hypocrite for not saying what I just said, because all the time here on the podcast we talk about how fucked up is that we are commodifying everything and turning everything into a product and we've reached a point at which we are literally turning killing you into a product we are we are commodifying the last moments that you can have no matter how filled with struggle they might be uh in order to make a make a quick buck Uh, and probably there's a surcharge to burn your body versus like properly package it and dress it up uh, there, there's gonna be a VIP death. There's gonna be like a acceptable, uh, you know, uh, budget death, economic class death. Mm. You know, there might be a death where like you have to come, come and tax. die. No, you have to die with like twenty <laughs> other 
other yeah, people in the same in. room. Yeah. Like while the family's crying next oh to each God. other, you know. <laughs> you have to Christ. pay an extra premium <laughs> shit to be in a special room. Mass whaling. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. If you want to take your family with you, they charge you extra to kill your kids. It's oh uh, it's gonna be fucking kids phenomenal. under two die free. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Or Get you one. can. Oh my. A uh, uh, rich, not they'll establish it in developing countries, and then if you cannot afford to pay yourself to be euthanized, they can. And you have a kid, they can uh, find an American or an English family or a French family to to pay for your euthanasia, but they get to take your kid as long Jesus as they're Christ. like under two, so they can take care of them uh, over over. The, no, I can absolutely see all of this fucking happening. I love this fucking Guys. planet. <laughs> There is, this reminds me of the fucking, uh, what's it called, uh, free cremation lottery thing, where some people did oh, an yeah. office lottery, and yeah. these old fucking people won a free cremation, and they're standing there with a little piece of paper, right? And it's just like, oh, like, you know, smile for the fucking free... Jesus. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, oh, I just thought of it. Ready? Mm. Die one, get one free. There we go, boys. Do you want to die, but you do not want uh, to see your uh, loved ones uh, suffer because of your death? In die one, get <laughs> one free. Invite them to die with you. Uh, okay, <laughs> it's starting to get too dark, even for my taste. <laughs> Moving uh, on. I'll quickly run through uh, my interesting topics of the day uh, that are remaining. Uh, and uh, the following one is Nick Fuentes meeting with Trump, influencing Kanye West. I guess YouTubers run the world now. So House and Senate Republicans are speaking out against former President Donald Trump's dinner last week with Ye, uh, the rapper formerly known as Kanye West and white nationalist and Holocaust denier Nick Fuentes. Quote, there is no room in the Republican Party for anti-Semitism or white supremacy. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell said, who's the f how can your name be Mitch McConnell? That is absolutely phenomenal. Said Tuesday, quote, and anyone meeting with people advocating that point of view, in my judgment, are highly unlikely to ever be elected president of the United States. The former <laughs> president, yeah, I mean, probably 70% of your ex-presidents yeah. were that, but okay, mm -hmm. you do you, bro. Uh, the former president dying with yeah, and Fuentes at his Mar-a-Lago resort in Florida last Tuesday, where, according to Ye's official Twitter account, the rapper asked Trump, that must have been so awkward, to be his running mate for the 2024 presidential oh, race. Wow. I would love to see Trump's face while eating that McDonald's burger. Like, what, bruv? Like, mm. okay. uh, Trump, though, who recently announced his 24 presidential bid, took to his social media platforms Truth Social and uh, on Saturday to try and clear the record he said in a post that he requested the meeting for, quote, advice concerning some of his difficulties, noting that he doesn't exactly know Fuentes. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I guess we have made it because YouTubers, as I previously mentioned, are now influencing presidents and world famous celebrities. Oh, God. Nick Fuentes, is he's the one who said that having sex with women is gay, right? I think that's him. Probably at some point. Probably yeah. at some Pretty point. Pretty sure that's him. He's, he's such a scrub. All these people are such losers. There's a picture of, of Fuentes uh, surrounded by like MAGA hat-wearing chuds uh, on this article. And there's a particular type of white person. I'm not going to do like that skull-measuring stuff, but it's they all look like this. They're, oh, God, I hate them so much. They're like screaming and like patting him on the back and stuff. I, mm. But about the YouTube thing, 
I think that's going to become more of a problem and not just specifically YouTube, um, but, you know, TikTok or whatever comes next. Because there's uh, on the other side, quote unquote, other side, you've got people like Mr. Beast who who fancies himself like a philanthropist and he does like charitable stuff. But he also has expressed a, a desire to like basically buy his way into politics. He wants to be president. So I wouldn't be surprised if in the next decade, like all of the candidates we see running, or at least all the high profile ones are from some form of, of media. It's we're in for even more spectacle than usual. I think. Isn't that going to be interesting? Like the big question to ask there, I guess is, are they going to be worse than the mummies? The right. Puppet mummies yeah. are they ruling now? Like is, uh, you know, a guy, uh, you know, he goes on a diplomatic mission abroad and he dabs on the other president <laughs> and then takes a camera and like yeah. a selfie records with him and says, fucking own you, President Erdogan. Mm. Ha ha. <laughs> uh, you know, like, let's do let's do a trend, President Erdogan. Let's do a trend. And oh. then they uh, they plank. But uh, nah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. But Nick Fuentes has always been relatively influential, but never, never to the extent uh uh, of this level they just took Kanye and they're writing him for yeah. all his fucking money uh, the guy's a fucking idiot and fucking deserves it I guess I do not feel any any pity towards his career getting completely yeah. dunked in the water but uh, no matter how much you know we joke all oh, the pre- presidents doing dabs and uh, uh, live streams and saying man you're so goated uh the fact that traditional media is slowly being overtaken by by this new wave is uh, absolutely undeniable, but unfortunately that does not really um, work at the same pace for the left wing as it does for the right, because as we all know very well, the right gets a lot of fucking money from uh, a lot of different sources yeah. which support its rhetoric, while our rhetoric is supported by poor people who at their <laughs> best can you know give us 5, 20, 50 bucks on uh, on Patreon or something. Uh, I read the recently preparing for a new video that I'm working on regarding where all these people got all their seed money from, et cetera, et cetera. For example, Ben Shapiro and Candace Owens's uh, company that they run and operate together last year made in around 100 to $120 million in revenue. Obviously, this is nothing wow. in comparison to, to CNN and BBC, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, if we are to, code, uh, to just... Uh, look at things that way that would be extremely naive i mean uh, apple was nothing in comparison to uh, nokia but they had a different approach to what the phone was and they grew exponentially same as with uh, with online media that usually revolves around one or two in personalities that kind of carry the whole platform uh, platform forward and uh, nick fuentes uh, is just uh, one of the first one of the uh, early ones that will uh, be visiting the the Oval Office uh, in the future. You can quote me on that fucking shit. Mm. Now, quick question. I don't follow Kanye all that much, but to me, it seems pretty clear that the guy is like, his mental state is just deteriorating incredibly rapidly. Is he just a crazy guy now? Like, is it, are, are people just kind of taking advantage of his fame and like using it to build their hateful platform? I, I don't give a fu- I don't give a fuck. You could you could spin Hitler as having been yeah, insane and PTSD induced. I don't give a fuck. True. The second you start saying Jews control the media, uh, I like what Candace Owens is saying. I I do not care. I do not care. Go fuck mm. yourself. Mm. I do not care. You're an anti-Semitic bigoted piece of shit. I I do not care. Mm. Not even for a second. But yes, he uh, he even talked about uh, oh the last he mentioned when the doctors. Uh, 
said openly that I might be bipolar. You know, the doctor, you know what he was? Mm. I'm not going to say it, but I'm going to say it. He was a Jew. He literally <laughs> oh, yeah, said yeah, that. Yeah. So he even comments on like his doctor's telling him that he's bipolar and calling them Jews. Uh, he might be in a manic state or whatever, but at one point, like, yeah. what, we should excuse sociopaths for being sociopaths. Uh, yeah. So the psychopaths, when they butcher a guy, they'll fuck you, man. I don't give a fuck. Um, an interesting news uh, for Hakim that are not necessarily, I mean, not Hakim, but especially Hakim, that are not necessarily political, uh, I'll just touch on it very quickly, is that we are uh, uh, getting close to, not too close, but we are on the path towards potentially finding uh, a way to maybe not cure, but at least alleviate uh, Alzheimer in patients, as a study reveals. Uh, antibody therapy, uh, lakenmab, removes uh, clumps of protein called beta amyloids that mm. build up in the brain and basically, in a way, either slow down or postpone the process of, uh, let's call it, I don't know if that's the proper term, correct me if I'm wrong, but degradation, basically, of thought and of mind, uh, which is very, very, very interesting to me. That is, I don't know about you guys, but to me, that is the most terrifying uh, disease out there, and uh, I feel for everyone that that might be going through it. Uh, so any step in the direction of uh, alleviating either the pain or completely destroying this fucking thing uh, is uh, is a piece of great news to hear. Uh, and here I just had a little touch on uh, statistics that I will not bother you too much with on where we are at because the year is ending when it comes to inflation. Uh, as many of you most definitely know, unless you're very young and lucky and supported by, by wonderful parents that, uh, that support <laughs> you, you might have noticed that they're either giving you more money or that the money that your parents are giving you is no longer feeding you as much as it <laughs> used to. Uh, and for the rest of you who you know make their own money, you have definitely felt it. Uh, inflation has uh, thankfully though uh, seen stabilizing out at the law of below 10 percent in uh, most uh, developed economies with uh, the uk kind of topping the chart still at around 11 11 to 12 percent and japan going down to a basically regular level of uh, of 3.8 percent in the us we are now at 7.7 7. uh in germany we are at a pretty high 10 percent i'm talking about countries whose regular inflation rates uh before 2022 were in the 1% and 1.5%. Mm. Uh, does this mean that we are out of out of the woods, as they say? No, it most definitely uh, does not. But uh, at least for the coming winter, unless something extraordinarily intense happens, uh, the inflation rates should slowly be uh, be going down. Uh, inflation rates. What could that be very important for you? Obviously, your daily buying habits, uh, your your foods, your deodorants, your dishwasher detergents, etc., etc. Uh, but also for those of you who might own property or plan to buy your own home, etc. Uh, there is unfortunately no uh, direct proof that uh, property prices will be falling, but there is also no direct proof that property prices will continue to increase. 
at the same pace as they have uh, up until now. Just for people that you know might not have looked at the market recently, if we look at, for example, uh, I don't know, Germany in the 2015s, if we say an apartment cost $100, now it costs $201. If uh, 2015 UK, if it costs $100, now it costs $170. In Canada, if it costs $110, now it costs $208. Basically, owning a house or an apartment is borderline fucking impossible, and it's become even more impossible in the last five to six years. But I guess good news, which is like when a, a ambulance runs you over, is that uh, they're not estimated to continue rising. But again, not estimated to to lowering. So yeah, just uh, information dump of, uh, of some relative uh, statistics at you to, I guess, round out this episode of the the program not that much you know happening but it's it's good no news is good news as yeah. americans say mm-hmm. um i don't want to live in the interesting times spoken of in, in chinese <laughs> yeah. curses <laughs> yeah. but we already do sadly that's yeah, the last two three years <laughs> we were complaining oh mom it's very boring do you even remember what feeling bored was like i'm talking um, pre-phones remember pre-phones oh yeah jesus christ you would sit in a room and you would literally say, like, what am I going to do with myself? And now you just turn on the Deprogram podcast and you know what to do with yourself. <laughs> mm. And that's a nice way to wrap up almost the end of the year. All right. So um, we'll, we'll see you guys again very soon. Hopefully before Christmas. Who knows? With that being said, uh, now they're doing the Spotify wrapped stuff, right? And uh, a bunch of people have put up on the uh, Discord and sent us on Twitter and whatnot the, that we're their number one podcast, which is a vibe. So keep doing that, please. Yes. If we are your number one podcast. 5,000 plus one. minutes. What the fuck, bro? There was one person yeah, with 14,800 <laughs> eight minutes that's oh, you listen to each episode like three times uh, we're glad you yeah. enjoy it thank you yeah, so yeah, much no, yeah no <laughs> yeah, yeah honestly because uh, i remember i bring i bring this up every episode but i don't know how people fucking listen to us but somehow they do so <laughs> but that shh, yeah, <laughs> exactly but yeah um that and also of course we couldn't do this without the great support of our lovely patrons so big thanks to those uh, people uh specifically the habibis uh, we have fun chatting with them every month uh, when we do our uh, habibi chat uh, so take a look on the Patreon if you ever want to jo- uh, join that. Uh, it's always a vibe. Um, and, of course, the uh, subreddit as well. Always fresh memes on there. Um, mm. It's getting stupidly big. I, yeah, almost it's growing 10, so fast. Yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. But, yeah, so go take a look there as well. Uh, and, yeah, that's about it. We love you all. This has wow. been a program. I'm Hakim. I'm JT. And I'm Yugopnik. Comrades, please don't die. And especially don't pay for it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Stay out of the booth. Stay out of the oh, booth. <laughs>